Did she really do that? You betcha she did. Welcome back to another episode of You Betcha She Did, the podcast where female entrepreneurs, leaders, and changemakers share their wit and wisdom. I'm your host, Raina Rikiki. Today, I have a great guest who has lots of valuable wisdom you're probably going to want to hear. In the studio today, I have Erin Holland, who is the CEO and founder of PG-ish Parenting. She's a corporate marketing manager by day, but a podcast host by night and single mom to two young daughters 24-7. And anyone who's a parent knows that it's definitely a 24-7 job. Um, In short, Erin's podcast, PG-ish Parenting, is a personal development for parents. PG-ish is first and foremost a podcast that empowers moms, well, maybe not just moms, okay, all parents, to assess their values and priorities and encourages them with quick weekly tips, discussions, and scenarios to evolve their parenting experience from overwhelm, which is probably where we all feel, (laughs) overwhelm and frustration, to growth and success. Uh, I discovered Aaron's podcast a couple years back, and I haven't stopped listening since. You know, especially when I find I need a little inspiration, a little guidance, not only in the world of parenting, but just in adulting as well, then I like to tune in. So Aaron, welcome to the show. Thanks, Raina. That was quite the introduction. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Sometimes I go overboard, but you need that. You've got lots of things going on in your life. (laughs) So, you know, for a lot of people, they, you know, start as a side hustle with podcasting, and then they kind of make it their full-time career. You're you're definitely in that balance mode right now of having a full-time career and then doing this on the side. Uh, Let's kind of start from the beginning. Can you tell us like the inspiration behind PGS, your podcast? Yeah. You know, what's the why behind yeah, it? Thanks. Um, no, there was definitely multiple streams of why I can say to take you way back when uh, post divorce, you know, my kids were three and five ish. And, you know, I was still young in my motherhood trying to figure that out. And now I was a single mom. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Now I'm going back to work. It was just, you know, parenting is overwhelming in and of itself. But I just felt like I was drowning. And I love to consume content anyway. I've always been that way. I love to read. I love to listen to things. And it was just natural that I kind of fell into consuming more parenting stuff, of course. And I felt like, okay, just all this pressure of the, knowing that those first seven years of your children's lives are really important and they leave the imprint. And I was like, oh, dang, okay, I got to get this right. And then um, <laughs> you know, like, you know, my parents did the best they could, but they weren't the best role models. And I'm like, okay, more pressure. Like, I know I'm going to make mistakes. Right, yeah, but, I got to break oh, that mold. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. all these things, right? And so I just felt like, okay, where can I start? And how can I not only learn for myself, and that's what I was doing in the beginning, but then how can I kind of pump it out to the world and help others? Because I'm sure other moms are in the same, or parents are in the same boat as me. And this idea was in my head, but it wasn't until, I don't know, four years post-divorce that I met, um, who's now kind of my mentor. Um, and he's a very successful podcaster. And he was just like, why don't you just create a parenting one? And I'm like, I don't have time for that. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> exactly. Who's yeah. time for that? Crazy like, talk. You're single with no children. Like, of course you'd say that, but I'm like, okay. And it was about a year after that. Cause he kept bothering me. He's like, when are you going to start that podcast? I'm like, never. <laughs> 
And but sometimes that's all you need, though. That little nudge, yes. that little like person on your on your shoulder, being like, "Hey, remember that dream yes. you had? Like, go after right? that." And, and that's all it takes is that seed. And you're like, you know, why not? I'm already listening to all of this information. I know that more people could benefit from it, and it's not just you know parenting. I'm listening to leadership ideas and just how to grow as an adult. And you know, you stumble into adulthood and you have no idea what the heck you're doing. And <laughs> I'm like, why not? People need this. Hopefully. I, th- I think people want to mature <laughs> in their walk. Yeah. Yeah. Most of <laughs> yeah. us. Right. Um, and so, yeah, then I finally started at the end of 2019 and it was really just, yeah, to grow myself alongside of my children, um, knowing that I would stumble and fall, but what would the tools, how could I build my tool belt essentially? Yeah. And like you said, you know, PGA stands for parenting guidance ish because there is no right way to do any of this, right? So it's really just these tips and tricks that you can have in your back pocket and, you know, try them and try them again and again and see if they work. And if not, then, you know, try something new. Try something else. Exactly. So that's a short story. Because on your... Yeah, that's okay. On your podcast, you I like how you call a lot of different experts in different fields, like you said, in the world of parenting, but also just living and finding happiness. And then it's great. You just, it's like, it's like almost like a mini TED talk, you know, you're like, okay, what, what's this topic? Let me just learn a little bit more in the next 15 minutes. And I, I find that helpful because, you know, time is always a valuable commodity uh, for everyone, but especially parents. Well, speaking of time, I was going to say many of our listeners um, are interested in pursuing side hustles while also working full-time jobs. So how do you manage balancing those things? And do you have any advice for people kind of in that right. route? Um, yeah. I mean, it's taken me you know, a couple of years into this to try to figure out how to do it best myself. I There is that silver lining of being divorced that I don't have my kids all the time. So <laughs> I can utilize nights and weekends a little bit differently. But I am a routine person by nature and I love routine. And I think sticking to routine and knowing when and where I'm going to do the podcast is important. Otherwise, it's too haphazard and it just wouldn't happen. Um, So I think that's one is really, yeah, get that on your calendar. And then just staying consistent. I know I gave myself like a year. I'm like, okay, just do this for a year and we'll see what happens. And then it was like two years, three years, you know, and you just keep going and you're like, okay, this get some traction. And I also kind of consider it my third baby in some sense. It's like, I have to nurture this thing. I, I do enjoy it clearly. Um, and it just takes time. And I think it's the side hustle not only takes time and patience, but I think you need to give yourself that time and patience too, because that's kind of that sweet sauce of like where you learn and grow in yourself when you figure things out and you're problem solving and seeing what works and what doesn't. And I think knowing when to pivot too. So like in a previous life, I was a health coach and I was like, yeah, this doesn't do it for me anymore. Let's try podcasting. You know, it's like knowing your limits too. And then sticking back to your why and your vision of it all. And um, of course, that can evolve over time too. But knowing why you started always helps. Yeah, yeah, revisiting that and making sure it still fits with with what you want to do. I liked what you were saying about being open to the growth um, and nurturing. You got to nurture that project. So if if you do want to go down that side Russell, excuse me, side hustle route, you need to make sure it's something you're passionate about and that you want to keep pursuing, keep digging in because it's going to be a little messy. And but that's just that's just part of it. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that's kind of the nature too that. So my team at work, you know, folks are 15, 20 years younger than me. And I notice like the resiliency isn't there. And I'm like, oh no, like 
you have to push through that hardship because that's where like the most growth happens. It's when you kind of butt your head against the wall and you're like, maybe this isn't it, but let me just keep going. And then you kind of bust through any, any barriers that you thought were there. Yeah. You get that aha Mm -hmm. moment. Definitely. Well, speaking of that, I know on PG-ish, you often discuss personal growth and self-improvement. Can you kind of pick or highlight like a few takeaways that you've personally found really meaningful and just share with our audience? Yeah, I mean, I do cover a lot of ground. I do consider it like the cliff notes, right? (laughs) Of parenting. So there's like one week it's breath work, another week it's sleep or, you know, what have you. Um, But I, I really feel like the the time to spend repairing with your children, that was never modeled to me growing up. And I think that has been my biggest takeaway of kind of that. I mean, it is kind of gentle parenting, but what I've, the theme that I've learned against all my episodes is like taking the time to self-regulate and then going back and repairing with your child. And I think that's just a really good tool for all of us, um, whether it's a spouse that maybe you got in a conflict with or your children. And I think that's been the biggest tool for me. And then also just carving out time to look at the strengths of each of your children, knowing that they're wildly different and then kind of internalizing that for yourself. I think it's, maybe this is just me, but I know that I dwell on the failures more than the strengths. And it's like, no, let's build off of our strengths and really grow in that sense. And then, I mean, this is super cliche to say, but now that I've been doing this for four years, I really feel like I have burst through all those barriers that we were just talking about, right? Like the imposter syndrome, the fear, the doubt, the resilience. And I've just gained so much more confidence, just meeting new people because of the opportunities and just yeah, growing myself, which I think is the best gift I could have given myself doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. And maybe even like an unexpected gift, you know, in the in the whole process, we're like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't know I wanted this, but I do. (laughs) And boy, do I love it. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I like what you were saying about repairing relationships. I feel like that one's often forgotten. And um, sometimes I'll try to remember to do that with my children. But sometimes I don't. And I know why I don't know. But I feel like often, there's like this masculine undertone in society where it's like, oh, you don't apologize for your mistakes. You know, kids just need to listen and that kind of thing. And it's like, no, you know, if we if we want them to grow and we want them to learn from their mistakes, they they have to do this. And the best way for them to learn that is to see it in action, to model it. I don't know, that just, that really resonated with me. I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's a really good point. Yeah. And it's hard. It's really hard, right? Especially when you're not used to doing it and then you have to do it with your child, you know, and you're like, but they're not mature enough, but they do. And they watch you. And that was really, you know, again, why my why was like, my kids were watching me be an adult and that's how they're going to learn and grow into their own adulthood. So what am I doing? And I think it's been amazing to watch my daughters learn that because I mean, this just happened two days ago. It was a hair night, you know, and my daughter didn't like the hairstyle I gave her. You know, I became the worst mom ever, you know, stomping, you you know, the (laughs) preteen thing. And, you know, like five minutes later, 10 minutes later, I'm tucking her into bed and she's like, I'm really sorry. I'm like, me too, you know? And it was just like, you know, she's learning and we can do that together. And it's so nice to know, like, we're not going to bed angry. Like we've fixed the relationship, the rupture, and we've moved on. Yeah. And she had that moment of reflection, which is like brilliant. You know what I mean? Like often kids, 
they react, but then they don't think about that reaction. They're on to the next thing. So the fact that she stopped and was like, oh, yeah, that wasn't, you know, I wasn't treating my mom right or whatever the situation, however, was interpreted. Um, that's really cool. I was like, oh, that's that's very cool. I know. For the future. Especially with emotions. It's like, I think most of us didn't grow up like talking about our emotions. We just stuffed them under the rug. But like, I'm like, hey, it's okay that you're mad at me. Like, feel that anger. But like, let's not spew out onto everyone else. <laughs> like, let's yes, figure this out. Yeah, exactly. Like, feel it. And then like, let's find a better way to move forward. <laughs> Well, in the world of podcasting, and you, like you said, you've been doing it for several years now, what have been some of the most rewarding moments or memorable episodes of PG-ish for you and, and why? Well, I set a goal for myself this year to do more interviews. You know, the, the format of the show is really, you know, taking clips from other people <laughs> and doing that cliff notes, like I mentioned, and, and why I find it pertinent today. But I really set out at the beginning of the year to do one interview a month, and I... I've succeeded and it's, I loved meeting new people and talking to people. And I've just had a lot of great conversations. I think the most recent one was Marcus Buckingham, who's a strengths finder creator, one of them. And he's written a few books and it was just like, wow, like you're going to take time to sit with me. And that, I, that just showed me so many different things. Not only is this content amazing, but like, you know, there's value in what I'm doing and people see that. So that was important for me. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I love that. I mean, I, I love the the Cliff Notes style of your podcast, but I do, I, I've been enjoying the interviews as well. One interview, and I know I talked to you about this, that really resonated with me is, I can't remember her name now, but she wrote the book, Do Less. Kate Northrup. And Kate Northrup. Yeah. So guys, if you haven't read Do Less, you got to read it. Do Less. We should all do less, right? And I don't know, it was just a concept that people often don't push. I feel like it's always like, do more, do more you know, achieve more. Da, da, da. And I'm like, oh, this is refreshing. I was like, do less. And it, it all works out magically. So she... No, she was another one that I was, you know, when you get those invites come into your email, you're like, wow, okay, we're doing this. And um, it, yeah, she was great. And I love her whole philosophy of especially just being a woman and tuning into your own superpowers as a woman, which is really incredible in the book. Yeah. And again, that's like kind of why... I continue to evolve PG-ish too. It's like for the moms, because I think there is a lot of mom guilt and shame out there, all the reparenting that's happening. And I think the invisible load of moms is weighs heavy on my heart, especially being a single mom. And so I hope that I can be this resource. And so I, I continue to put different content out to see what sticks. And I think that's what's happening with the interviews too, of just introducing new people which I already do, you know, in each episode, but I think actually having that conversation with people is important. So yeah, I hope to be a cheerleader, I guess, for moms at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. On the side, exactly. Rooting for them being like, keep going, you got this. It's not going to be perfect, but it'll, it will work out in the end. Well, speaking of the future, what, what do you have planned in the future for PG-ish or anything else in your life? Well, we just went on this big vacation. So that kind of consumed most of my year of planning that, but in terms of PG-ish, you know, I also created a course this year called Weary to Revive. So again, it's walking moms from that state of just being burdened and weary to kind of coming back home to them and rediscovering themselves and their joys and their passions and their values even. I think a lot of families don't even know their family values or the traditions that they want to impart on their children. And so it kind of walks you through all sorts of things and even bringing in some philosophies from Kate 
So it's a good course. I might be revamping that in the next year, but it's out there. And then some things are percolating for 2024 in terms of maybe some in-person retreats, masterminds. Yeah. I don't know. There's lots of ideas. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I want us women to stick together. Um, so ideas, but just seeing where kind of the spaghetti lands. Yeah. I like that. Throw it out there, see where it lands, and then move on to the next step. Um, well, those actually are all the main questions I have. Is there anything else you, you'd you want to share? I think just another personal moment for the show is like involving my kids in it. They've been involved since the beginning. And I think it's been important, especially having daughters to show them like, hey, as a woman, you can do most anything you can do, want to do. And they're my biggest cheerleaders. And I think that's been another rewarding aspect of, you know, when I feel nervous or excited because of an interview they they're just right there cheering me on and I think that's just been something that's really special to share with them yes yeah it is I love that I know isn't that fun like the my kids are kind of the same I I haven't had them on the show or anything but they know what I do they get really excited sometimes they want to listen which is funny. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. We can listen to mama, but it's, I think it's good modeling, right. You know, just to show them like you can do anything and you can jump careers, you can try things and, and just see where it goes. I know. I mean, I started at the end of 2019, you know, and then the pandemic happened. And so those first few months were a little rough and raw, but I brought them on the show during COVID to share their experiences of, you know, at home and schooling at home and all these things. And so they've just had a piece of it from the very beginning. So it's special. Very cool. Well, on that note, um, if you'd like to learn more about PG-ish or listen to the podcast, which I highly, highly recommend, it's great little tidbits of wisdom that you can listen to anywhere and anytime. Please check the show notes. I'll have links to Erin Holland's show, um, her course from Weary to Revised, and anything else pertinent that you might need. As always, thank you for listening to You Betcha She Did. Don't forget to share the show with a friend, a neighbor, a cousin, a sister, someone you know probably needs this episode, or maybe even a fellow parent who you know might be struggling right now and needs some tidbits of wisdom. If you like what you're hearing on You Betcha She Did, don't forget to leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next time. Attention, you betcha sheeted listeners. If you're like me, you love listening to podcasts, and perhaps you have even thought of starting your own podcast. If that is the case, I would love for you to download my free top 10 podcasting equipment essentials. Here you will find my recommendations for 10 pieces of podcasting equipment that will help you get a podcast up and running smoothly without break in the bank. That's right. Podcasting does not have to be a super expensive endeavor. It's actually quite affordable and is a great way to elevate your voice, grow your brand, and get your name out there, especially as an expert. Check the show notes for your free podcast top 10 essential equipment guide. You can also go to podcaststartupguide.com. 